Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Zohar in 15. My name is David Fournier, your instructor here. Uh, whether live or archived, thank you so much for joining me here. And I also want to thank each and every one of you so much for your support of this show. It's been anywhere from 700 to 1,000 listeners per episode. And um, it just tells me there's an interest. People want to learn more. Again, if there's anything I can do, you want to learn more, here's some more information. You can reach me at Dave at RestoringGrace.com. Again, that's Dave at RestoringGrace.com. And about the eight-minute mark, pay attention. We'll have a commercial here to talk to you how we can get this kind of information out to your church, home study, or Bible group. Tonight, we're going to talk about seeing the seasons of change and opportunity. Seeing the seasons of change and opportunity. We'll be reading from Zohar, Volume 15. The portion is Arakaramut, uh, Chapter 5, verses 39 and four, uh, uh, verse 39 and verse 40. We often see God, our God, as a heavenly Santa Claus, always available, always on call, kind of keeping a naughty and nice list, kind of got the presents all together, this never-ending source of love and happiness. So that no matter where we are in life, no matter what we're going through, there's always God to call on, things will be great, everything will work out. And in large and small ways, there's a, a, a large degree of truth in that statement, in that we must admit that in the end, God works things out. However, the question of the day is, is he really this heavenly Santa Claus? Have you heard people, when you listen to people pray, and the things that they pray for and the way that they pray? Is it more about God uses a situation to design me to be more like you, or is it more like, God, this is what I want? It's a beautiful story um, for a novel or for a movie that everything works out and he's our Santa Claus and and he's a never-ending source for love and happiness. But it's not a concept or a teaching that comes from Scripture. The idea is that the God of the universe, may his name be blessed, is just hanging around to make our day better. What we learn as we study in our Scriptures and as we study the Zohar, in the commentary of the rabbis, we learn there's there's an ebb and a flow uh, to the spiritual universe, to the things that are happening out there in our lives. There's an above action, and there's a below action. And this, by the way, is a, a very widely taught concept in Judaism, and something that's really interesting. Sometime, perhaps, we'll get on this subject as well, talking about the fact that actions that stir above stir actions below, and actions that stir below stir actions above. You and I both know, we agree, I think, by and large, that when we do something that pleases God, he gets pleasure from that. So our actions down here on the earth stir an action or a feeling, if you please, up in the heavens. But I want to read to you verse 39, and we'll get to verse 40 here in just a moment. And Hashem said to Moses, speak to Aaron, your brother, that he that he may come not at all times to the holy place. This is Leviticus 16.2. Rabbi Abba said, There are times for the Holy One, blessed be he, when his goodwill is found. Blessings are available, and one may ask petitions. 
There are other times when his graciousness is unavailable. Blessings are not forthcoming and harsh decrees are aroused in the world. There are times when judgment is impending. There are times during the year when graciousness is present, and there are times during the year when decrees are present. There are other times when judgment is present but is impending, meaning to say that judgment is held into abeyance to frighten the world, but is not yet in effect. There are also times during the month when graciousness is to be found and times when judgment are present and impending over everything. There are times, the rabbis are saying, where goodwill is found. That the, the verse starts off with saying, telling Moses, tell, er, tell Aaron that um, the, the doors aren't always open to the holy place. You can always come in and ask. There are times where blessings are available. And there are times where petitions may be asked. There are these times, part of connecting to God, spiritually, part of, of making that connection with him, is so that we understand what those times are and how those times work out for us. How do we know, <clears throat> oh, good night, excuse me. How do we know when those times are, when it's right for us? It's by being connected to the light of the Creator at all times. There are other times, the rabbis say, when his graciousness is unavailable. Now, for some of you, you're listening to this, you're going, nope. I'm absolutely out on this concept. I don't believe this for a minute. There's no way that we ever have a time where his graciousness is out. We're going to read some verses here in a few minutes that are going to challenge that kind of idea. And I really wanted to bring verses into mind when we talk about this. There are times where blessings are not available or not forthcoming, as it says. There's also times when harsh decrees are aroused. You know what's interesting is we look at Yeshua of Nazareth, Jesus Nazareth. He says, judge not lest you be judged. That is by judging you're creating an action that is bringing another action in your direction. And at the time that that action is coming back, you've passed judgment. Now judgment's being passed back on you. There is not a graciousness available. There's not blessings that are forthcoming. There's harsh decrees that are aroused. You could think in the Old Testament documents when you could think of the times where Israel was greatly punished by the, as, as collectively as the sins of the nation. Sometimes, listen carefully here, sometimes these connections... I'm sorry, these conditions are determined by our own actions, both for the good and the difficult. Sometimes these conditions are determined by our own actions, both for the good and the bad. We all, each of us, take responsibility for what's in your movie. We all, each of us, contribute to the sway of these decrees. We could bring a great sense of enlightenment or a great sense of, uh, of contribution to what we're doing. Or we also can bring a great sense of judgment or a great sense of hate into it. I'll be right back over this quick commercial message. Looking for something different at your next retreat, Bible study, or weekend seminar? Restoring Grace could be the answer for you. My name is David Fournier, Senior Instructor here at Restoring Grace, and we gladly support, encourage, and minister in many churches across the country. You can reach me at Dave at RestoringGrace.com. Again, that's Dave at RestoringGrace.com. Or you can call 719-233-6265, 719-233-6265 for your next upcoming event. There are times when these harsh judgments or these harsh decrees are, are present. It also says here to hell, are held into abeyance to frighten the world, but they're not yet in effect. Sometimes these things that happen in our life are happening to help us refocus our eyes on the master of the universe or to generate a return to him. 
Maybe we're out of we're out of that walk, we're out of that connection, and we're off in that wilderness somewhere area walking through that, and suddenly something happens. We think, well, you know what? I need to get back on the path again. Now, here's verse number 40. Now, remember, he said in the beginning there are times during the year. Now, he says, there are times during the week when graciousness abounds, and there are times during the week when decrees are in the world. There are times during the day when graciousness prevails and the world is pampered. There are times during the day when judgments are impending and present. Even during the hour, there are various times. Now, I want to read some of the verses here. I'm going to read through them real quickly. But he goes on to say, he, he's going to quote um, Ecclesiastes 3.1, Psalms 69, Isaiah 55, Psalms 10, Jeremiah 31, and, and the balanced verse of Psalms 145. So I'd like to take a moment. Uh, to read those verses to you. You say, well, I don't think there's any scriptural evidence at all that tells us that God's not readily available, that he's not our heavenly Santa Claus, that he's not right there. But listen to some of these verses. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says there's an appointed time for everything. There's a time for every event under heaven. Now we'll make our way to Psalms 69.14. You should listen to this. That little pause you're hearing is me actually turning my scriptures to get there. Uh, Psalms 69:14. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O Lord, at the acceptable time. O God, uh, in the greatness of your loving kindness, answer me with your saving truth. My prayer is when? It's at an acceptable time. Isaiah 55:6. And here's a, a more popular, uh, I think, verse for everyone. More familiar with this. Let me get there. Isaiah 55:6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while, he, while he's near. Well, if he's always there and he's always around, how is it that there's a time where we have to call upon him when he's near? Because the fact of the matter is that God is not always just on the other end of the phone waiting to hear from us. There are times, an acceptable time. Answer my prayer during the acceptable time. There's a time and purpose for every event that happens under heaven. Seek God while he may be found. Call upon him when he's near. Listen to Psalms chapter 10, verse number 1. The psalm is David crying out to the Lord, saying this. Why do you stand afar off, O Lord, and why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Let me say that again. Why do you stand afar off, O Lord, and why do you hide yourself in times of trouble. Here's David saying, I can't find you. Here I'm having this, we're having these great calamities, these things are happening all around us, and where are you? How come we can't find you during this time? Have you ever felt that way? No, let's just be honest for a minute. Have you ever felt like, <clears throat> excuse me, have you ever felt like in your life that he's just not there? That he's not around? It's not because he's not. By the way, I want to make sure we clear this up real quick. That the God loves us so much and cares for us so much, he is not ever going to run out on us. Don't, get, don't ever get the wrong idea that that's what he's after. What it really comes down to is this. It comes down to that we put ourselves in situations where our connection, our connectivity, the light that we're receiving is cut off because of our actions. The psalmist David says, why are you standing afar off in time of trouble? God could re easily respond back and say, why are you behaving the way you're behaving? Why are you doing the things that you're doing? The fact of the matter is that God can be sought out and he can be found, but we have to work at it. I've got one more verse here. I want to, uh, here we go. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse, 30, verse number 3 says, The Lord appeared to him from afar, saying, 
I've loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I've drawn to you with loving kindness. The Lord saw him from where? From afar. From afar. I want you to think about that for a minute. We often think that God is just up there, the spiritual Santa Claus, ready to answer all of our questions, solve all of our problems. And there is truth in that. There is no doubt that there's truth in that. But we also need to remember that we need to be connected to him. We cannot live any way we want. We cannot worship any way we want. We cannot say anything we want. We cannot dress any way we want and say, okay, I am connected. Is there a hope? I want to read you a balanced verse in Psalms chapter 145. Psalms 145, and I'm getting to it right now. We just have a couple of minutes remaining. Psalms 145, and it looks like about verse 18, come these powerful words. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, and to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of those who fear him, and he will also hear their cry and will save them. The Lord keeps all who love him, but the wicked he will destroy. Is the Lord close? The psalmist David said the Lord is near to all who call upon him. Sometimes what we think is that the end result is the picture of the connection. So if we pray and ask God to help us out and to be kind to us and give us this, this thing and the other thing, and he does, then he must be really close to us. And other times we think if he doesn't do that, he must be very far off. The fact of the matter is he's as close, he's as near to all of us, he's near to everyone who calls upon him. But he doesn't always say that we think that he should respond. He doesn't always do what we think he should do. Staying connected. Staying connected so that we can understand these windows of opportunity is not a balancing act. I had somebody write me an email once that said, you know, I listened to the class you did and we were talking, things you were talking about. It just sounds like a big, giant balancing act. It's like you've got to be right in this place and right in that place. It's not a balancing act. It's a practice of balance. It's about knowing our limited creatures and that we make mistakes and that we fail. And by the way, God knows that too. But in the same way, if we call upon him, he's near. And if we stay connected, we won't have to call on him to get involved in our lives because he's already present. If we stay connected to the light of the creator, then we can draw the strength of those benefits from doing that because we're already there. It's amazing how many people are going to get up this coming Sunday morning to go get their batteries charged, to go get connected to a God that they're supposed to already be connected to. It is not a balancing act, my friend. It's a practice of balance. My name is David Fournier. Thank you so much for joining me on Zohar in 15. I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.